and... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The fists are flying. The words are flying. Filthy, disgusting, and selfish. That's what the Australian leaders are saying concerning protesters that are resisting the massive lockdowns in Australia and forced viruses, that is, vaccinations. They're not happy. They call them filthy, disgusting, and selfish individuals. They only care about themselves. The governor of Alabama, a Republican governor, Governor Kay Ivey, is very angry. She is blaming people who are not vaccinated and say they're not regular folks. So if they're not regular folks, what kind of folks are they? She sounds more like a drill sergeant than a southern governor and has launched a pretty shocking and divisive attack on the unvaccinated. She said, let's be crystal clear about the issue, and maybe I want you to start reporting the facts. The new cases of COVID, she said, are because of unvaccinated folks. Almost 100%, she said, of the new hospitalizations are with unvaccinated folks. And the deaths are certainly occurring with unvaccinated folks. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain, she said. You all, we've got to get folks to take the shot. The vaccine is the greatest weapon we have to fight COVID, and there's no question about it. But is there? You see, that is exactly the question. When someone says there's no question about it, what they're basically saying is they're the only ones who know how to reason. They're the only ones who know how to think. They're the only ones that have a viewpoint that matters. But is that true? A new Massachusetts Institute of Technology study said that vaccine hesitancy is highly informed, scientifically literate, and sophisticated. Vaccine hesitancy is a big problem, according to the Biden administration. Less than half the public is fully vaccinated, while 56% have received at least one jab. And the goal of fully vaccinating the American public appears to have stalled, though. So the administration's plan of sending people door-to-door to to vaccinate them only feeds an uh, anti-vaccine skepticism because trust in authority is now at an all-time low, and rightly so, because when... Mr. Biden has said publicly on television, we believe in truth, not facts. He has already revealed the problem. The problem is that facts don't matter. And if something disagrees with his version of truth, then by definition, it is not based upon facts and therefore is misinformation. Maybe the problem is not misinformation, but disinformation coming from the administration. Is that possible? The MIT study said that proponents of the vaccine are unwilling or unable to understand the thinking of vaccine skeptics or even admit that skeptics may be thinking at all. Sometimes arguments against vaccination are mistaken for irrational thinking. But a study done at MIT Massachusetts Institute of Technology showed that a substantial portion of public health skepticism 
was highly informed, scientifically literate, and sophisticated in the use of data. Skeptics use the same data sets as those with the orthodox views on public health. But most vaccine skepticism, if by that we mean reluctance, is not based on conspiracy theorizing, they called it. They said it's based on risk-benefit calculations. This reflects the real facts about the risk of death from COVID. People may be wildly overestimating their risk from the vaccine and underestimating their risk from COVID, but they have the directional thinking correct, according to MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So how are we to take these radical statements coming from the governor of Alabama and the leaders of Australia, and it's not just there, it's various places throughout the world. Mr. Biden went on to say that social media is killing people. That sounds like an overstatement, doesn't it? Social media is killing people? How? With COVID misinformation. But those who are vaccine skeptics believe that Mr. Biden and his administration are actually killing people by providing wrong information or failing to tell the whole truth. How are we to understand these things? We want to talk about this here on Viewpoint today. Now, some people will say, well, that's all you ever talk about here on Viewpoint. And so one person actually said something like that uh, in an email, and so I began to look it up. And here's what I found. Over the past two months, approximately 40 programs, only five of them dealt in some way with the vaccines and with COVID out of 40 programs. That doesn't sound like an overemphasis on the vaccine and COVID since that seems to be the the only thing that's being talked about these days. Today, I had lunch with a pastor. It was a very fine time that we had together, wonderful conversation and so on. And he asked me a question. He said, Chuck, what would you say to people 65 years of age and over? Should they take the vaccine? I thought that was a reasonable question. And so I provided what I thought was a reasonable answer. And apparently he believed that. And I want to share that with you just as an opening discussion concerning this matter of the reasoning related to the vaccine and related to COVID itself and the new variant, the Delta variant. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, come now and let us reason together, say is the Lord. Now, in that particular instance, he's not saying come and let's reason together so that you can equivocate with what I've been telling you in my word and so that we'll make a compromise. No, God doesn't compromise. He is the way, the truth, and the life in Christ. He is. You and I are not. On the other hand, we are called to be lovers of the truth. We are called to embrace Christ who is the truth. But then how are we to understand when Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, 
who seems to have no interest whatsoever in the truth of God's word when it comes to, say, abortion or homosexuality, any sexual perversion, but has the temerity to say within the last couple of days that if you don't get the vaccine, you're not a Christian. If you don't get the vaccine, you can't be a Christian because any Christian would get the vaccine. On what basis does she say that? On the basis that, well, you're your brother's keeper and you're supposed to love your neighbors yourself. Therefore, if you truly care for your neighbor, you get the vaccine. Well, there are a whole lot of presumptions or assumptions that go behind that comment. And those never seem to get discussed. Does God have a viewpoint concerning the vaccine? Should we? We're going to talk this just out loud here today on Viewpoints. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Vaccine vacillations, that we're talking about here today on Viewpoint. Vacillating means going back and forth. And uh, indeed, we have this kind of conversation going on around the country. In fact, it's not even a conversation because there's no willingness to look at what the other person is saying. That can't be a conversation. That's an argument, but it's not a conversation. A conversation involves a willingness on both sides to be truth seekers and to truly listen to what the others are saying and doing. There's been very little willingness to do that over the past year. There have been agendas that are involved. One big agenda, in fact, the biggest agenda of all, has to do with the Great Reset. People forget that. People forget that one of the things right behind the whole vaccine and the COVID issue is the Great Reset. That it's being used by admission not to allow the crisis to go without taking advantage of it is being used in order to advance the cause of the Great Reset. And what is the Great Reset? Well, the Great Reset is a euphemism for the new world order or the new world government. And so, this heading, how elites are leveraging COVID to reset the world. So, the widespread anxiety and confusion, distrust, and most of all, anger and fear that are going with regard to the vaccine, with regard to uh, the COVID issue itself, are guarantees of ongoing division and violence, if not outright even civil war. There are movements, there are motivations behind the scenes that most people do not know of or do not consider. Because if you did consider the motivations, 
it might just be one of the serious components that you would incorporate in your overall thinking concerning what you hear with regard to COVID-19 and its variant, Delta, and what you hear with regard to the vaccines. Jesus was very concerned about this matter of hearing. In fact, two times he said in the Gospels, in one instance he said, take heed what you hear, and in the other instance he said, take heed how you hear. An awful lot of people are not taking heed as to what they hear, neither are they taking heed to how they hear, and they have preconceived notions, and many of them are willing to base their opinions and conclusions on false pretenses, misunderstandings, misinformation, disinformation, and so you and I have a requirement. Truly, if we're followers of Christ, we are called to have a discerning spirit. And here's the problem. As I mentioned to this pastor that I had lunch with today, I said, in reality, the entire issue, the COVID issue, the vaccines and so on, are spiritual. Now, you may take an argument with that and say, how could, how could you say it's spiritual? This is just a, a physical thing. This is just a medical thing. No, it's not just a medical thing, and it's not just a physical thing, nor is it just a political thing. And the moment you bring politics in it, you have brought confusion. And therein lies much of our problem, you see, because the politics of it have created a complexity that is creating confusion, and where there is confusion, there is chaos. Chaos in the thinking and chaos in the society, and now all over the world. Chaos is reigning. When over a 100,000 people are rising up against the statements of the president of France, mandating restrictions now, something is wrong. When people are rising up powerfully in so many places of the planet and saying, we're not going to go along with this. In Australia, they're rising up. There is a complexity that has been induced by politicians and even by some medical personnel who have actually made this issue political and have been reinforcing the politics of it rather than the medicine of it, such as Dr. Fauci. And as a result, there is confusion, increasing confusion and chaos. And it's that chaos that the drivers of the new global order, the Great Reset, were hoping for in order to carry out their agenda to force upon the people a new global government. They were anticipating, hoping that this chaos would result. You may not like to hear that, and that is not a conspiracy statement. It's just a fact. That's what they wanted. And that was their agenda. Now, that all of that aside, let's just uh, go back to my conversation with 
the pastor concerning people over 65. Should a person over 65 receive the vaccine? Well, first of all, in, re- in analyzing the situation, which MIT said that uh, many people are doing accurately and correctly, even though they're skeptic concerning the vaccine. In analyzing this, we first have to ask, okay, is the person who is over 65 healthy? Do they have any comorbidities? If they don't have any comorbidities and are basically healthy and their immune system is seemingly strong, then their susceptibility to dangerous connection with the COVID virus is substantially diminished. It is well known that it is those over 65 with comorbidities that are the ones that inhabit the hospitals and are dying. Therefore, that minimizes the conclusion that someone over 65 should get a vaccine. The next question is, if you have comorbidities and are over 65, would that change the picture so that you should get a vaccine? Well, let's think that one through. If you have comorbidities, yes, you're more likely to respond negatively if you get the virus. But you're also much more likely to respond negatively if you get the vaccine. Because the vaccine is inducing problems in people's lives, even young people, that they never had before. A whole raft of things. So here is the risk-benefit analysis. And you get to make the choice. If you're 65 or over and you have no comorbidities, what is the advantage to getting the vaccine since you know or should know that the vaccine does not prevent you from getting the virus? I hope you know that because that is the truth. It was never intended to do that, and it does not do that. The vaccine's purpose and only purpose is to diminish the symptoms of the virus if you get it. So what do you think is the risk-benefit between getting the vaccine if you have no real evidentiary risks to getting the virus as opposed to the risk of having some additional problem induced by getting the vaccine. In the law, we have a phrase. It's a very simple phrase, and it's one that's appropriate here. And that is, that there are issues, there are issues upon which reasonable minds 
can differ. Not every issue is governed by law. That may come as a surprise to you, but it's true. Not every issue, not every circumstance is covered by law. Therefore, a judge faced with certain circumstances in which the law does not clearly speak has to make a determination now based upon the reasonable mind. And when reasonable minds can differ on some issues, that puts the judge in a very difficult position. There are some issues in which he may not even be able to rule because he has no authority under the law to do so. Now, you have a situation to be the judge, and that is, if your life is the one that's involved, then you be the judge. Now, I'm going to bring some other factors into it. I said every issue with regard, the whole issue of the vaccine and the virus and so on, and our response to it is at root spiritual. Not medical, but spiritual. And the pastor agreed. He said, in fact, everything in our lives is spiritual when you boil it all down. So here's a question. Why would you be motivated to get the vaccine if you're over 65? What is your heart motivation? Is it you're terrified? Are you terrified? That's not a spiritual motivation that honors God, is it? In fact, fear has tyranny attached to it. It terrifies, it tyrannizes us. The Bible says so. How many professing Christians are making their decision based upon terror, a kind of ungodly fear? Now, none of us knows exactly what's going to happen. We don't know whether the uh, vaccine, excuse me, whether the uh, uh, virus is going to come our way or not. We don't know that. And we don't even know what will happen if it does. So the first thing a Christian should do is cast all their care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. And when the enemy of your mind, your heart, your spirit comes in to induce terrifying fear into your heart, you got to fight that. That's spiritual warfare. Now, once you have dealt with that, now you have to decide, am I making this decision, is it, is it a reasonable decision? Am I doing a proper job in balancing out risk versus reward? It's as simple as that. There is no final answer to it. Now, the other factor that's involved, however, is that most people are not well-informed when it comes to the problems of the vaccine. And there are many. In fact, the problems with the vaccine are so great and so many 
that the very uh, inventor of the mRNA vaccine came out publicly to warn the world about getting that vaccine. We actually did a program on it. Maybe you missed it. The inventor, founder of the mRNA vaccine came out and felt so strongly about the fact that it was untested that it had a huge number of dangers that were attached to it, even potentially 10 to 15 years down the road. He said, please don't move forward with this. Do not allow the FDA to approve it. Are you listening? That's a fact. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you, but it is a fact and thereby truth. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Vaccine vacillations right here on Viewpoint today. We're attempting to analyze, think through, think through. I don't have a dog in this fight. I really don't. I have no stock in any kind of uh, medicinal uh, vaccine or any other approach, whether it's hydrochloroquine or ivermectin. I have no personal interest in any of them. My only concern, my only interest is that God's people who listen to this program are not deceived, and make decisions that are based on misinformation, disinformation, dishonesty, manipulation. That disturbs me greatly and actually causes me a kind of weeping in my own heart, quite frankly, because I know how many people are caught up in this. So let's set up a few Uh, situations here to uh, continue on with the conversation. Here is a question that came in the form of an article title. If the vaccine works, why is COVID on the rise? Well, that's a good question because the majority of Americans had the idea that if they got the vaccine, they would no longer be susceptible to getting the virus, which is absolutely untrue. But our politicians 
And even some doctors and the media have continued to give the impression that that is exactly true. That if you get the vaccine, it will prevent you from getting the virus. Or another way they put it is it will slow the spread of the virus. No, it won't. It has nothing to do with the spread of the virus. Because the virus spreads itself. Let's suppose that you get COVID. Then you have what is called natural immunity. And your ability to spread the virus then starts cutting off the spread. But the vaccine doesn't give you that immunity. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It gives you a different kind of immunity, which is the immunity that only diminishes the symptoms of the virus if and when you get it. That's a different thing. So it actually does not stop the spread of the virus. People are arguing now that the virus was dropping off, the spread of the virus was dropping off, and now it's increasing. So they're saying the reason it's increasing is because of the people that are not vaccinated. How can they say that? Because getting the vaccine doesn't prevent the spread of the virus. So their argument is specious. It doesn't hold water, in other words. It's not medically true. It's just not true. Now, one of the main reasons that the spread of the COVID virus the numbers dropped precipitously over the past month and a half. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the vaccine. It has to do with the fact that flu viruses do not do well, do not survive well in warmer months. So from the time of late spring on through summer and into the early fall, Flu viruses, of which the coronavirus is one, by the way, the normal influenza is a coronavirus, in case you didn't know that. Flu viruses do not pass well during warm months. That's the main reason the numbers have dropped. Now, here's what's going to happen. As we move into the fall, the numbers are going to increase again. Why is that? Because that's what always happens in flu season. Remember the term flu season? And so, the politicians are going to claim that the reason the numbers are climbing in the fall is because of those wicked people who refuse to get the vaccine. Not true at all. 
Absolutely untrue. Now, here's another thing you need to remember. And that is, during the past year, since the COVID threat came down from Wuhan, the number of accounted for flu cases, influenza cases, have virtually disappeared. Did you know that? You know what that tells us? That tells us that virtually every flu case was called a COVID case by the CDC, by Dr. Fauci, and for what reason? To advance the cause of a trillion-dollar Vaccine industry, friends, that would underwrite and undergird and expand the Great Reset at the New Global Order. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is reality. People have motivations. Dr. Fauci has a whole host of motivations that have nothing whatsoever to do with protecting the health of the American people. He's up to his eyeballs in other agendas. We have to understand those things in order to make reasonable decisions, honest decisions, with integrity of mind and heart. Last week we reported that in Britain, 40% of hospitalized COVID patients were fully vaccinated. 40% of them had full vaccinations. Well, how did they get COVID then? They got COVID because the vaccinations do not prevent you from getting COVID. No matter what somebody may have told you or what impression you may have gotten. The same statistics hold true in Israel. About 40% of those who were hospitalized with COVID had been fully vaccinated. You see, the vaccine isn't quite what it's been touted to be. So then you and I get to make a risk-reward analysis based upon not all of the hype that is being promoted and fear being stoked upon fear to drive us into the hands of the jabbers. This problem now is coming home to professional sports. When Team Biden opened the U.S. southern border to a flood of illegals, it likely fully expected those pouring across to do two things. One, vote Democrat. And two, get the jab. Well, guess what? A third, 30% of the illegal immigrants crossing the border are refusing to get the COVID vaccine. It seems that they are every bit as wise as the 
30 to 40 percent of American citizens who also, for the same reasons, are refusing to get the vaccine. But it's not the just the immigrant immigrants coming across. It's even in the National Football League. And so this article came out. For instance, as for the NFL, the league's highest paid receiver, DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals, said he is questioning his future in the NFL over the NFL's position on vaccinations. He never he said, I never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. Leonard Fournette running back on the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has also appeared to speak out against the league, tweeting, quote, vaccine, I can't do it. The NFL released a memo to teams last week saying that any team which has a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players will forfeit the game. In other words, they're being forced A Buffalo Bills wide receiver said that he disagrees with the NFL's protocols. This is crazy, he said. Did we vote on this? This is creating a dual society in our country. But friends, I have to reveal to you that that was understood would happen. It was understood what would happen as those behind the scenes, the so-called global elites, determined to use this virus as a means to advance and usher in the new world order. It's called divide and conquer. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. The vacillations go on concerning the vaccine. Today, we're trying to think through some of these things to provide some further information, not misinformation, but actual information. We're not trying to diss 
any information for political purposes, for ulterior motives. This host has no dog in this fight. I have no ulterior motives. I have no reason to have any ulterior motives. My concern is for the truth and to help God's people not get caught up in a frenzy of confusion and chaos that is contributing to the breakdown of the society and, might I indicate, the frustration of our ability to communicate the love of Christ, the truth of Christ, and the salvation of Christ in the midst of this chaos. Now, question. This came today. Should vaccinated people mask up with COVID-19 cases rising? Well, that question really is pretty simple, it seems to me. But this article says it depends on your situation. By masking in public can provide another layer of protection and help prevent the virus from spreading to others who aren't protected. Notice the assumption here in this statement is that if you have the vaccination, you are protected. Wrong. You're not even protected from giving it to somebody else. I'm sorry to tell you that. This article says the large number of people who remain unvaccinated in many regions are contributing to the spread of cases around the world. No more than anybody else, friend. Los Angeles County recently started requiring residents to wear masks indoors regardless of vaccination status. Why? If the vaccine protects you from getting the virus and it protects you from spreading the virus, then what does the mask do? You see... These people are actually deceiving themselves. And they have a reason to do it because there's a bigger agenda that's involved. They're under a not-so-holy mandate to compel every man, woman, and child worldwide to succumb and submit to a government-seduced and induced inoculation. And that will prepare you for the next one. And the next one will be even more serious yet. From Israel, Professor Barbersh, half of serious COVID-19 cases are fully vaccinated. That's in Israel. The government has spent months assuring Israeli citizens of the efficacy of the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine, that the majority of the population in Israel has already received. But, this professor says it does not substantially reduce the likelihood of becoming seriously ill if a person contracts COVID-19. These are the facts, friends. Then, today, a doctor has warned that a majority of vaccinated patients might have permanent heart damage. Some 
could die within three years. According to a new report, a Canadian doctor is demanding that further studies be conducted into the link between the coronavirus vaccines and blood clots after research he did found blood clots in a majority of those who took the vaccine, some of whom he said could be dead in three years. He said, so far I've had a 62% positive elevated D-dimer, which means that the blood clots are not rare, as we're being told. Is that something you would want to consider in balancing whether you got the vaccine or not? Have you heard any of that from the CDC? Have you heard any of that from Dr. Fauci? Have you heard any of that from the Biden administration? No. In fact, Jen Psaki, speaker for President Biden, refused to tell reporters how many people in the Biden administration even had COVID. Why? Why keep it a secret? Because they don't want you to know that the that the vaccine is not efficacious as they're telling you. That's one of the main conclusions to draw from it. We have to use our minds, friends. We have to use our minds and our hearts. Then, a lawsuit in federal court was filed last week in Alabama that alleges a massive government cover-up cover up of vaccine-related U.S. deaths that number a minimum of 45,000. The suit filed on behalf of America's frontline doctors in U.S. District Court in Alabama is based on a sworn statement by a government insider under federal whistleblower protection. It was made under penalty of perjury. A person who had inside access to government computers and can prove that not less than 45,000 Americans have already been killed by three COVID-19 vaccines authorized for emergency use by the FDA. The CDC's own reporting system, called the Vaccine Adverse Event Event Reporting System, or VAERS, provides numbers of people updated weekly who have been reported as having died or been injured by vaccines in the U.S., the COVID vaccine deaths reported to VAERS stood at just under 11,000 as of Friday, July 16th. That represents more deaths reported from all other vaccines combined since the VAERS system was established in 1990, friends. Are you beginning to get the picture? These vaccines are dangerous. And 11,000? more than the total of all other vaccines combined since 1990? And that number was not more than one-fourth of the total people that have actually died from the vaccine. No wonder there's a lawsuit. And our president wants to talk about misinformation and wants to close down the ability of people to talk and reason together about this situation. 
That in itself is a telltale sign, friends, that something is seriously wrong and that Mr. Biden doesn't really want truth, nor does he want facts, even though he said he believed in truth, not facts. And finally, this report just came out today. Eight in ten Americans who haven't received a COVID-19 shot say they are unlikely to get one. That's 20%. The result means that there will be more preventable cases, according to this doctor, listen to this, more preventable hospitalizations and more preventable deaths. That came from an infectious disease specialist at John Hopkins. She said, among those who haven't been vaccinated, 35% say they're unlikely to get vaccinated. 45% they definitely won't. 64% of unvaccinated adults have little to no confidence the shots are effective against coronavirus variants, including the Delta variant. The doctor said we always knew some proportion of the population would be difficult to persuade, no matter what the data showed. She says the current spike in cases is a pandemic of the unvaccinated because they account for nearly all COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. Absolutely untrue. Forty percent of all of the hospitalizations for COVID are from people that have gotten vaccinated in UK and 50 percent in Israel. And we're not being told the truth in America. That makes for righteous indignation, friends. If you pick it up in my voice, rightly so. Because we are not being told the truth. The poll found that 43% of Republicans say they have not had a shot and definitely or probably won't get one, compared to just 10% of Democrats. While 37% of adults younger than 45 say they have not been and likely won't get vaccinated, only 16% of older respondents said the same thing. That makes sense. Older respondents, say 65 and older, are more susceptible. And that's why we began with the question from the pastor today. Should you get the vaccine if you're 65 or older? I'm 65 or older, and I have no intention of getting the vaccine. Neither does my wife. Why, why is that? Is it because we're rebels? No. I'm not totally against vaccines. Some people are. I am not. What I am against is untruth. What I am against is false representations, misrepresentations, disinformation, hiding the truth, and the danger that it reposes upon the lives of Americans, and in particular, Christian Americans. Because don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Nancy Pelosi tried to say, using the Bible to say, 
Well, doesn't the Bible say your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? That means you should get the vaccination. Really? What kind of a conclusion is that? If the vaccination is dangerous to your body, you should not get the vaccination. And you get to determine the level of danger that it is to your body. And you do that before the Lord. If you get the vaccine, yours truly here would not look down on you. What you do is before the Lord. If you don't get the vaccine, yours truly will not look down on you. Because what you do is before the Lord. He is the judge. He will determine your motivation. He will determine your heart. Many people will say, God knows my heart. Oh, yes, he does, and that's exactly the problem. He does know your heart, and the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? (laughs) So, look, let us use good judgment. Let us understand the full picture, not just the one that's being promoted, sold to us through manipulation and deception, Do your homework, friends. Do your due diligence. Hopefully you would not make an investment with God's money without doing your due diligence, would you? Then why would you make a deleterious investment in the temple of the Holy Spirit without doing your due diligence? That's what we need to do. And hopefully today... We have reasoned together reasonably, no pressure. Just understand that there are motivations, ulterior motives behind many of those that are promoting the vaccines. The truth is what we should seek. I hope you will. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint. I hope you'll uh, consider making a uh, gift to our ministry here today as time day after day month after month year after year we're seeking to prepare the way of the lord for history's final hour god bless be a blessing you've been listening to viewpoint with chuck grismeyer viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners let me urge you to become a partner with chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation join us again next time on viewpoint as we confront the issues of america's heart and home